Alrighty folks, welcome along to the very last episode of the Made to Parade podcast. Well, the last episode in this particular format anyway. Um, there won't be any more seasons, there won't be any more weekly episodes in regards to how we have been doing it. Um, we will do some specials, we maybe do some bad histories, some one-off kind of things. But in terms of how we have been operating the podcast for the last two years, this is the last episode. Some of you may be going, thank God, Glenn, we're getting rid of you. And some of you may actually be disappointed that it, that it's coming to an end. But uh, either way, um, me at the parade will be around doing other things as well. So what is going to be on this episode? Um, it's not exactly what I had planned. I had hoped to have a few guests being able to, to drop in and uh, share some of their, their thoughts in terms of the podcast, etc. But given that the this is the particular time of year that we find ourselves in, I mean, I'm recording this here on the Sunday, the 10th of July. Uh, obviously, getting people available to do things at this time of the year is... Um, quite difficult um given that tomorrow is the 11th and then obviously tuesday is the 12th and stuff so um what i thought i would do is i would pick out maybe four or five of my favorite moments from the podcast and share them with you hopefully that all works all right with the the sharing screen technology and stuff here and the sound all comes through and everything i've been doing a few dry runs and trying to make that work but nevertheless that's what we're going to do we're going to share some of those there now obviously i'm picking out five there are a heck of a lot more than five you know moments that i would like to be able to share i mean if i was sharing everything that i wanted to to highlight on the podcast in terms of things that were great some brilliant stories laughs etc etc um, this episode would last for absolutely ages um, because there's been so many um, brilliant moments um, over the last two years. But there, there are five in particular that I'm, that I'm going to share with you. Hopefully you'll enjoy them. And, uh, you know, I, I'm going to be glad to just to be able to reminisce in regards to some of the conversations that, that I have had there. We also have a giveaway, final giveaway of the podcast, and uh, I have two copies of my book, Made the Parade, which uh, started this whole thing off. Um, I've got two copies of that to give away. There's no um, real, there's no questions or anything, but when that comes around, I'll tell you how you can be one of the two lucky people to get your hands on a free copy of my book made to parade i also have a t-shirt to give away not a made the pre made the parade t-shirt but i do have a imperial core drums t-shirt um to give away now this was given to me whenever i was over recently with part of the raven um for the imperials uh, anniversary parade now unfortunately um the 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 t-shirt doesn't fit me and uh, whoever wants it, I'll give you an idea of what I'm going to be able to do to get that. But just to say, it's a red Imperial Core Drums t-shirt and it, the size is large. And I'm going to give you details later on in terms of what you need to do in order to, 
to be able to get your hands on that and either pick it up or get me to send it out to you. Hopefully the guys in the band don't mind me giving that away, even though that was a wee gift to myself. I'd rather somebody get some use of it rather than it just sort of kind of sit in my house and uh, not uh, be doing anything except, you know, annoying my other half because there's too many Bond t-shirts in, in my wardrobe. Alright, so two years ago, I released a book called The Maid to Parade, um, kind of outlining my journey as a young nine-year-old boy in East Belfast, joining a flute band and what that was like for me. And, you know, it's been amazing the, the what's come out of that. You know, some 1,500 copies of that have been sold, you know, when you consider that it's just available on Amazon and from and for me, you know, um, 2,000 or sorry, 1,500 people have bought that. Um, I'm sure there's been lots more of Reddit because I know lots of people kind of buy it and are handing it around to their friends and stuff, you know, and uh, it's been amazing just the, the feedback that, I, that I've got from that. And even now, I still have people getting in touch with me saying, just came across your book, read it, really, really enjoyed it and uh, wanting to know if there's going to be another one. There is another one in the often and I had hoped to get it out for Christmas of 2022. We will see whether that happens or not. Um, life has been very busy and uh, that has meant that I haven't had as much time to, to write as, as I would like. And uh, life just seems to get busier and busier, um, especially with work and so on. Um, I had hoped to try and take some time in August to really finish the, the book off. But unfortunately, that's not going to happen. I am about to start lecturing um, on restorative justice at the University of Ulster um, in August. Um, I'm an associate lecturer there, delivering a course through work. And uh, that's going to take up a heck of a lot of my time. So where and when I find the time to, to finish book number two off, I'll definitely do it. And I'll keep everybody up to speed in regards to how that's going. But one of the things that came out of the book was the realization that if I had a story, then you know the thousands of people that are involved in bonds in Northern Ireland and beyond would also have positive stories to share. And that's the whole concept behind Made the Parade as a whole, is to share positive stories from the bond scene because a lot of the times it does get negative press. Now the first person that I had on the podcast was uh, a member of my own band, the Pride of the Raven, and it's uh, the the secretary there, um, Nigel Booth. And uh, Nigel was, as I say, the very first person to be recorded for the podcast. Um, outside of um a chapter reading that I had did from the book to start the whole thing off, but the first bondsman to be featured was Pride of the Raven and Nigel Booth. And I had a great conversation. I hadn't a clue what I was doing back then. I had a, a list of questions and some gear in front of me and uh, hoping that things kind of turned out all right. And I think the first season, you know, turned out pretty well. Um, we had some great stories and stuff on there. And um, what I'd like to do now is just to share a clip from that um, episode with Nigel. Now, 
you'll know that back in those days it was just audio only there's no video from this so all i'm going to do is i'm bringing up the episode from my website madetopray.com and just playing the clip from from nigel um there and uh, so hopefully this um works for us so um just bear with me while i get into the whole idea share screen if you're listening to this the audio only this will mean absolutely nothing to you um but for everybody who's watching this on on youtube then i uh you know this will make perfect sense for you guys so um here we go and this is a wee clip of nigel talking about the the positives from being a member of a bond Sometimes the bonds get a really negative press, you know, and that the media can jump on a, a, a negative story a lot quicker than they will do about something that's really positive that the bonds do. So maybe it would be good for you to talk a bit about what positives being in the bond has brought to your life and, you know, and what role it plays in your life even today. Well, e even from the early stages, I mean, uh, you've got to remember every bond in this country are a voluntary organisation. Some bands have colossal expenses. I mean, a pipe band, to run a pipe band must be crazy money. But my own experience with the Pradley Raven is coming into it as a young fella and watching the, the senior officers of the band organise the things. We had a monthly meeting. We discussed, and it was, it was all a democratic decision-making process. And I was in awe of these men. I mean, the Billy Bassett's of this world, the Eddie McCabe's. I mean, they were the main men. In those days... They didn't worry whether they were getting a band out on the road. If you didn't attend, you were pulled up the next meeting. Where were you? Why weren't you there? T today, for instance, I panic every time. Am I going to have a band? Am I going to have a drum corps? Am I going to have a flute corps? But 99 times out of 100, it comes together. But though I think in those days, especially those days, there was nothing happening for kids of my age. There was no leisure centres. There was none of these computer games. And the band was a great outlet, and it gave me, I personally think it gave me social skills, and, and it gave me friends, and friends that I've had for my whole life. I mean, we've, <laughs> we've been through everything together, so we have, you know, family funerals, weddings, kids coming along. There's a good lot of us in the band now, our grandfathers. And I, I, I think uh, sometimes the bands are not good enough at promoting themselves and what they're doing. And I do believe that the banding scene here and in Scotland and elsewhere, but more so here in Northern Ireland, it's an art form that's not recognised. And, and the, the number of people that get to learn instruments and whatnot, but I'm going to be a wee bit selfish here and, and, and promote the Pride of the Raven as such. There's a lot of other bands do great work, but I'll, I will promote the Pride of the Raven. We've been doing a charity work year on year on year since 1983, I believe. And, and we pick select a different charity every year. And everybody's aware of the Pride of the Ravens charity work, but this is my opportunity to give it a wee bit of a shout out. And uh, that's the sort of thing that we need to make sure that gets into the press because we don't care. The charity is the charity. If somebody's in trouble and needs that charity, we're not saying that money goes to X, Y and Z. It goes to the charity. And whoever benefits from it, benefits from it. Why do you think that's important? even to the bond today, why do you think there's a need for there to, to have this emphasis on giving back into the community? Well, 
the charity giving on the Pride of Ravens way is, is their way of giving back into the community. I mean, we rely on the East Belfast public every year for this. And I think they have got used to the fact that the Pride of Ravens charity parade will happen. And wonder what it's for this year. Now, nine times out of ten, we select the charity based on the experiences of somebody in the band. Now, this year's charity is for Northern Ireland Chest, Heart and Stroke, and that's because one of the younger members of the band, his younger sister, passed away. With Alrighty, so there you go. Um, that's a wee in, in state from Nigel, um, way back in 2020, um, talking about some of the positives that he got out of being a member of a band and highlighting some of the the, the work that the, the Pride of the Raven does. And I think, you know, Nigel talked a lot about there, you know, in terms of, you know, what he got out of the band in regards to social skills and a friendship group that, that's lost it with him for, you know, the rest of it, you know, the most of his life. And that's a story that, that's been repeated lots on the podcast. And when people talk about what they've got out of being a member of a band, you know, friendship and camaraderie seems to be one of the main things that the main benefits that that members have got from from bonds so we're going to move on to uh, another clip then and uh, it'll be a video clip here um i believe and uh one of the the things on on the podcast is we ask people always about how they got involved in a bond and i have to say that you know one of the the best joining up on stories that we have ever had um was in season number five and episode number four whenever we had stevie mcpherson from the the drum chapel um protestant boys on with us and his story um in terms of you know joining up on is an absolute cracker so we're gonna we're gonna play that one for you you know and i hope you you know you'll remember this but i i remember absolutely killing myself laughing with this one and uh you know here it is for your own viewing pleasure now uh glenn i'll tell you i think i was uh 13 maybe 12 13 years of age and my wee pal jim sutherland was a member of the drum chapel young conquerors um and he was a wee cymbal player on it and they needed another cymbal player for the other side of the band and uh-huh. he was Stevie, come on, come on, we'll get down and see Mr. Blank, we'll get you in there and you know, we'll be together for the big walk. And, and I went down in my chap, Mr. Black's door, down in Barcanian Drum Chapel. And I, Mr. Black, my pal's in the band. I know the parades of Mora, the big days of Mora, but please go and give me a uniform and let me walk. And Alex <laughs> says to me, Alex, this is a true story, Alex says to me jokingly, the only way you'll get walking, me man, is if you bring me around 80 quid for your uniform. Now, that was a polite cheerio, don't come back to the door. So I went home that day, and I walked to Doug, I'd done the dishes, I went to the shop, I paid me the man, da, get me, I need 80 pound to give Mr. Black to get in the band. And my man, da, melted and he gave me 80 pound. That night at 7 o'clock, I chapped Mr. Black's door, said, Mr. Black, there's your 80 pound. And I don't think he knew what he did with me. He tried everything. <laughs> I think he'd to cut the shirt at the back and bring it in. And oh, you might have seen that. But we made it, you know, we made it. And that was my first ever parade with a drum chapel young conqueror. Me and my wee mate together playing the cymbals. Oh, Absolutely brilliant. fantastic. <laughs> 
That's absolutely brilliant. I think that's, that's going to be the best lead-off story I think we've, we've had. <laughs> on the podcast, that's brilliant. That's absolutely fantastic. Brilliant. And oh, well, there you go. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, brilliant story there. And uh, Stephen uh, has turned into be a, a great friend. Um, of, of you know, in, ter- not in terms of me and the podcast and the, the work that we're we're doing here, he's an absolutely he's a brilliant fella. And uh, I have to give him, you know, a shout out. You know, he. he he contacts me on a semi-regular basis and if I, I whenever we were looking to didn't we needed new sponsorship and stuff you know stevie was straight in there and uh you know big shout out to him and the guys in the drum chapel red on comrades association therefore bring taking on sponsorship of the last part of this season and also with the the new uh, monthly chat show that we're going to, you know, they'll be a part of uh, that sponsorship there as well. So absolutely fantastic, um, you know, person, brilliant guy in the boxing, uh, absolutely hilarious guy to be, to be speaking to. I have to say every time I speak to him on the phone or whatever else, I'm absolutely killing myself laughing and uh you know but th- th- there's you know uh, another you know a story that kind of highlights you know just you know what people will do to, to get into a bond and how what it means to them and everything as well you know so absolutely brilliant stuff there now moving into a- another another clip there and sorry for looking away at the screen there for those of you who are watching is uh, way back in uh, season number two and our first episode we featured on the McAdam from the the Black Skull and you know the Black Skull is one of those bonds obviously that I mentioned in the book and you know they've been you know an integral part of the development in regards to the scene here there's a lot of you know influential bonds and I've been lucky to have a lot of them you know represented on the podcast and one of the things that I talked to Andy about was about whenever you know they came on the scene and uh, before they developed into the, the bond that they are now they were very much of you know a stale changing bond you know they they, they helped change the the style of the the scene and stuff and they did some weird things in terms of how they marched and all this kind of stuff and I remember asking him about how some of those things uh, came about and this was his story in regards to the the road to the ales or whatever and so let me just uh, bring that one up for you now and uh, here we go. Yeah, look, I was obviously with that type of thing, there was a level of entertainment, you know, in terms of entertaining a crowd and stuff, you know. And I'm interested in where some of the some of the, the stuff that you used to do, where that all came from, you know. I'm thinking, <laughs> of the, you know, the, the road to the aisles, you know, <laughs> the walking backwards and all that kind of stuff. Where the hell did you just get that from? <laughs> well, I have to be, I have to be honest. All these things came about by accident. I have to say it's quite uh, it's quite pleasurable to be speaking to you and clarifying all these myths because the band is noted for myths, all of different stories, this, that, and the next thing. The first one you mentioned, the road to road to rails. As I said to you before, they all came by accident. What happened was we were down in I think it was Workington. We were down in a parade in Workington, and as you do. During the break of the parade, you're all in the bars, etc., etc. But if you, back at that time, the big guys in the pop scene were madness. Oh. And we all come out the pub, and one of the guys in the band, Bully Falls, he, he was daft on madness. 
and they'd all come out, and all young guys, I've got you a bit of drink in them and everything else. So for some reason, they started to do the madness walk. So they're all behind each other. So there's maybe 10, 15 guys all doing this madness walk. But just as that, somebody was playing the tune Road to the Isles. And as they were doing the madness walk, and as, as the tune goes, da da dum, it automatically a, a signal to them to stop. It, it fitted in. With a, and that is how that came about. It was, we found it hysterical when it got done. And then somebody says, because I can't remember if we were actually playing Road to the Isles at the time, but we probably were. I think we played a Scottish set and we rode to the Isles and oh, which Donald do and things like that. Yeah. And yeah, we were, now that I recall, there was a set. And what we did was we used to play the tune and the further we got into the tune, the faster we got. That, that happened with that tune and that's how that came about. Nobody thought of it. It was just an accidental thing. And oh, it yeah. stuck. It stuck forever. Um, a wee funny story to that with you for your, for your main band, Bally Makara. Bally Makara invited us over one year to take part and they support the parade for Mencap. Yeah. We used to do the Mencap parade, and they asked if we'd come over. And said, yeah, no problem. And we went over and one thing or another. And I have to say, it's one of the best experiences and hospitality that I have ever experienced with the band. Big Jake, as I say, Sammy, Hutton, Cashy, all these, these were all old, a lot older than me. And the hospitality they showed the band was phenomenal. So we were coming back to the bus club. But back in those days, it, we never knew where we were. We didn't know the buff club was around the, the corner from my lady's road. and We didn't know. So we were walking back to the buff club, back to my lady's road. And some of the boys from Ballamacarrot says, can we walk with you? Yeah, let's go with it. We're all together. And as we're walking back, I always remember we're walking up the Albert Bridge. Or was it the Albert Bridge? But we're walking up anyway. And um, somebody shouted the tune out road to the aisles. Well, we all knew how to do the walk. Well, they can it, didn't they? <laughs> I think it was maybe about 10 or 12 boys. So when it came into kick, when it kicked into play, all of a sudden, everybody's just falling over each other. <laughs> um, so I always remember that as a, a, a quite a funny point. But that there you go. Um, brilliant wee story there in terms of whenever if you you remember that stuff when the black skull when he did the road to the eyes they kind of did that second section and they stopped and they turned and went from one leg to the other etc um, when they did that and uh, I know a lot of bonds continue that particular practice on and uh, but it was nice to kind of know where that actually came from and uh, had a great conversation with Andy and that was great to kind of get some of that insight in regards to the history of the Black Skull and some of the things that they, 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 they get up to. So one of the things that, you know, that's come around as a result of the podcast is that, you know, I've got to, to talk to a wide range of people from all over the place, you know. So there's been bonds that have been on from Northern Ireland. We've had Scottish bonds on. We've had English bonds on you know and um, with a couple of english bands on with us and uh, we have also had a, a flute band on from canada uh, as as well and one of the other uh, things is that it's opened up to me was in regards to the fife and drum scene in the us so in the united states and one of the first people that i was introduced to um in regards to that whole thing 
was uh, Sergeant Major Mark Reilly from the US Old Guard, um, Fife and Drum Corps. And uh, whenever me and him uh, kind of met up on Zoom and uh, started having a conversation, it was, you know, brilliant conversation. But it was almost like, you know, you were two people who could have been, who have known each other for years. And literally, I had just been introduced to him a day or so before that um, in terms of exchanging emails and things like that. And then we were on a Zoom call in the middle of lockdown, or I think recording um, an episode of, of the podcast. And uh, it, it was brilliant. And this is uh, Mark's yeah, um, story in regards to how he came across the the Made to Pray podcast and the, the Made to Pray book and, and what that sort of meant for him and stuff. So um, I'll just give me a wee second again while I get into this here and start to do the sharing of the screen. And here is Mark talking about that. We have Mark Reilly from the US Old Guard Fife and Drum Corps. He's the Sergeant Major there and uh, Mark is an extremely accomplished drummer and Pfeiffer as well and we had a wee conversation um, a couple of weeks back um, just connecting about the book and about the work that he does as part of the Old Guard and getting to hear um, about the fifing and drumming tradition in America as well so I know that you're really going to enjoy that. I'm going to be back a wee bit later on, just at the end of the episode, just to give you some updates and tell you about what's coming up next. So for now, sit back and relax and enjoy the latest episode of the podcast with Mark Rennie from the US Old Guard Fife and Drum Corps. Mark, you're very welcome on the podcast today, man. It's an absolute um, pleasure and a privilege to have you on with us today. No, I... It's an, I mean, I have to tell you, like, I feel like, so I did a bunch of, once I heard about your podcast, I said, I, how do I not know about this? So <laughs> I did like a binge listen over the last like two weeks right. and listened to almost every episode and started reading the book, got on the Facebook page and everything. And it's crazy because when you start talking about the people who are giving the responses to the book and uh -huh. what it brought back from their childhood, I'm going, Oh my God, this is like, I feel like I know you. Right. And I feel like, and I'm feeling like you and I were lost brothers from, <laughs> from 30 years ago. <laughs> because I mean, I grew up, I grew up almost in the same way, but just in the New York fife and drum scene. And it was again, like the old timers and the different marches and the competitions. And so like, I wrote a bunch of notes here kind of based off of the, the things you were asking some of your other guests. And I'm going yeah. If there's a way to share and connect our two sides of the ocean and yeah. really bring together that like it is it's a it's it's a global brotherhood maybe a good place for us to maybe do what we always do on on an episode and just start with you know how did you get involved with the whole idea of fives and drums and march and bonds you know what's what sparked your interest Sure. I mean, first, I have to say thank you, Glenn, for having me on. It's an honor and a privilege to speak uh, to folks about fifing and drumming and flute bands and everything else. Because, I mean, for me, it's been a part of my life since I was six years old. And I've been lucky and blessed and fortunate enough to made a career out of playing fifes and drums professionally in Washington. So to go back uh, in time, it was, you know, mid 80s uh, when I started playing. 
Um, I actually, and again, my Swiss friends make fun of me all the time because if you're a fifer, you really have to make fun of the drummers. If you're a drummer, you have to make fun of the fifers. Um, but the first core I joined, and just to also differentiate this, in the States, we refer to the entire scene as drum core. And I know that's a different meaning over in the UK of the core of drums and things. But when I refer to joining drum core, that means joining kind of the scene, the fife and drum scene. There you go. So a wee bit of an insight from Mark there uh, in regards to his connection to the book, his connection to the scene here. And, uh, you know, he got a start when he was six. And Mark is an absolutely an, an amazing uh, drummer, amazing person on, on top of that there. I've had plenty of conversations with Mark. And uh, funnily enough, um, alongside another member of the US Old Guard Fife and Drum Corps, Billy White, um, I'm going to be involved in a symposium, for want of a better word, um, in Portsmouth in England in September. And a lot of us are all coming together to kind of share a bit more about the whole fifing and flute bond scene, etc. Um, in a conference that's taking place in, in, I think it's in Plymouth um in september and i'm going over to, to, to spend some time with the group there i'm also going to be doing a wee presentation on the history of flute bonds here in northern ireland so i mean the podcast has opened up a whole new realm of activity and stuff for me and uh, a whole new range of people and it's been absolutely fantastic um to to connect with everyone one of the, the bonds that you'll You'll know that I have a lot of time for Scottish Bond has been um, Pride of the Mail. Pride of the Mail um, were a bond for me whenever I was growing up that were, you know, I just thought they were amazing. I just thought they were great. Um, I had their tapes and everything. And they when they walked the Belfast Parade, um, you know, I had been standing in the avenue waiting on them coming on the 12th morning to be able to watch them and see what it was that they were doing, what new things they were, you know, bringing to to the scene. And uh, I had a, I've had a number of conversations uh, with guys in, in the mail. In season one, we had Scott Ennis um, on from the part of the mail. And then the the second season, we had Alan, their treasurer, on with us. And that's the, the clip that I'm going to uh, share a wee bit from uh, now. And... Uh, it, again, when you talk about friends and stuff, you know that you know Nigel talked about developing friends as a result of you know being in a band, and there's a few, as I say, Mark and Billy Ray are people that I've I've become good friends with, um, and uh, but but Scott is another person that I you know consider that has become a good friend of mine, and we haven't even met in person, um, you know we we had a, a Zoom call way back whenever we were doing the episode with him. And uh, but with Scott and me are in you know constant contact with each other, um, every week, um, chatting about something to do with bonds or just checking up and seeing how people are, and it's it's amazing that that's just come out of a, a conversation, uh, for the podcast and talking a wee bit about, um, the the pride of the mail and stuff, you know, and uh, absolutely delighted that they're back on the scene. Obviously, they're not marching in terms of parades and things, you know, um. They're doing like indoors and cultural days and stuff like that. And uh, hopefully they'll be landing on Northern Ireland shores pretty soon. Uh, it'll be, be great to, to have them here and great to, to see those guys and, and hear them playing in Northern Ireland and Belfast. Um, 
absolutely can't wait for that to be the case and as i say in season five when we started doing videos and everything we had alan uh from from the the pride of the mile he's the the treasurer on talking a wee bit about you know his connection with the band where he got a start from and how things have been going with the band since they came back on the scene and talking about tunes and all sorts of stuff here so here's a wee clip that i'm going to put on from that particular episode and i hope you enjoy it well there's still some great stuff to come from the band we would, what we would like to do is, as I say, we would like to revisit a lot of our old stuff as well, because uh -huh. we were known for it, you know what I mean? There's yeah. still quite a bit of stuff there that we've not even looked at yet, and uh, Scott is in the process of writing some of them out, and yeah. we'll go through them, and if, if we're happy with them, we'll play them. If no, we'll leave them back burner just now. But there will yeah. be some new... Uh, there's a couple of guys I've, I've got some new stuff to bring down, so happy we'll days. Be, we'll be doing that again. As long as you just bring back the carnivals over as well, we're we're all good. Well, how did you know that? How did you know that? <laughs> uh, we actually played it a couple of weeks ago. Right. Uh, uh, <laughs> again, it was Throwback Tuesday. It's got the carnivals over, and we're all looking at each other. They look at each other and go. How does that start? I D, I C, and then it's you get trying to finger, right? Uh, but uh, no, we, we did play it. Uh, we did play it. Uh, Brilliant. And uh, that's actually not far away because it was, it was one of the old blood and thunder tunes. Yeah, uh -huh. uh, one of the old tunes that they got the fans kind of singing. Yeah. And, uh, play up, and again we just we just played it on the Tuesday. Uh -huh. We played it a couple of times and went, and you play up onto No Pope, and right. it was a good one for getting everybody all singing. And yeah, yeah. Went, it's actually not that far away. <laughs> so, uh, Brilliant. So, the, the, what's uh, next then? The, the Tuesdays have been good for, for like, you no, know, bringing some of the stuff back. And well, I forgot we played that. Uh -huh. I mean, and then it, it, it perks a memory with some other guys, and they go, look at this tune, look at that uh -huh. tune. And it's just grown and grown. Scott's good. There you go. Brilliant. Um, so there you go. Brilliant stuff. We clipped there from Alan and uh, obviously I got him off in the middle of you. He was about to say something else there. And uh, that just goes to show you that this is a wee bit on the spontaneous side. And while I may have picked out some stuff, I hadn't actually worked out the, the timings in regards to where I was going to start and stop and so on. But uh, I, I'm, I'm absolutely, you know, been delighted with the relationship that I've been able to develop with the guys in, in the Pride of the Mail. And, uh, you know, they, they've been, you know, really supportive of the the podcast and really supportive of you know all their work that that i'm doing and uh, i know that you know in regards to even just tunes and stuff you know i've been absolutely you know had the pleasure and the privilege of writing a couple of tunes for the the pride of the mail and uh and and just being able to you know see videos off them that i plan you know a tune that i've written for them and to know that there's more you know to come from that as well you know so brilliant stuff there in regards to, to that and as i say the, the when you think about it we've had, we've done 70 episodes in two years now that doesn't seem 
like a lot, you know what I mean? But I mean, in terms of that there, you know, that's, you know, we've done six seasons, close to, you know, 12 episodes a season and so on. Um, and, and in the end, when it, we had a few, sometimes where there's a couple of weeks break in between them in terms of seasons, sometimes there was a wee bit longer in regards to that there, you know, but, but over the two years we've done, you know, 70 episodes and, uh, you know, and we've amassed somewhere in the region of 75,000, you know, combined lessons and views. You know, obviously we went to having videos on season five and that kind of upped the game as well in regards to getting people, you know, waiting in the audience and everything. And, uh, you know, absolutely amazing that we, in two years, that we've been able to amass that, you know, and, and, and there's still a lot of people out there who probably don't even know that they made the Pray podcast has been in existence for, you know, a couple of years. I think one of the funniest things that uh, that I've experienced during Made the Pray was one of my uh, one of my friends sending me a link to the podcast and saying, here, you need to check this out. There's a podcast about bonds I think you'd be interested in. <laughs> <laughs> I had a hard to tell me like, well yeah, that's me, man. Like I didn't know it's beyond me, you know, but uh nevertheless, obviously one of the audio only ones and he, he wasn't able to recognise my voice and stuff, you know, and uh see we've got we've had a lot of great people involved, you know, and uh, I suppose a couple of shout outs to some of those people in regards to you know today. One I wanna give a shout out to, to Laurie Johnston. Laurie was on the podcast um I think in season four. Um and uh, I know I know I was talking to Delora the other day there. He's he's in hospital, he hasn't been that well. And uh, so Laurie, I don't know whether you'll be listening in or not, but made the parade and me. I just wanna say I hope you get well soon and uh, I hope things you get out of hospital really soon, mate, and uh, you get back to doing what you do best and love doing and that's creating some brilliant arrangements and recording some cracking tunes for us. And then we also were privileged to have um, uh, members of Middlesex County volunteers on. And uh, I suppose, you know, we had one of the girls, Andrea, was on. And Andrea uh, sadly passed away this year. Whenever she was on the podcast, she mentioned that she had stage four cancer. And uh, she put up one heck of a, a battle against that. But uh, Unfortunately, the the disease, you know, um, she couldn't fight it off any longer, and uh, she passed away this year. But she leaves behind an absolutely amazing legacy in terms of her drumming and her character. I know that lots and lots of people were touched by her in regards to just who she is as a person, and uh, I just want to, you know, say that I was obviously honoured to have had her on the podcast and for her to do share some of that that story and some of her talent with, with everybody everybody else as well i also just want to say a big thank you to every guest that's been on with this you know without the guests there would have been no podcast and uh, without them being willing to share their stories there would have been nothing but me sitting talking crap for an hour and a half um, every week and no one would have tuned in for that. So thank you to all of the guests who have come on and uh, represented their bonds and not just represented their bonds, but represented the bond scene as a whole and give a really um, positive account of what happens uh, with members of bonds and marching bonds in general. To everybody who's listened in to Made the Parade over the last two years, thank you. 
Um, without people listening in, there wouldn't have been any point in me actually doing this as well, you know, because if nobody's listening, you're probably not going to spend the time coming up with episodes and finding ways of, you know, connecting with people and sharing stuff and all sorts of things, or trying to find bonds that, that, that connect with that you think people might be interested in. So to everybody who's listened in, to everybody who's messaged me and been, you know, encouraged by the podcast or has enjoyed the stories that have come there, or even have gotten in touch with you, they say, listen, get in touch with such and such in order to, you know, have a conversation with them. Thank you. I really appreciate all of the support. And support and thank you for all of the lessons and for all of the shares everything that you know you guys have done in regards to, to trying to, to make more and more people aware of the, the podcast you know thank you um it really does mean a, a lot to me over the course of the podcast we've had a couple of sponsors i've already mentioned one and uh but our first sponsor came about as a result of one of the guests we had on with Stu Warmington on who was uh, ex-Royal Marines and uh, Stu as you know um, works for the British Drum Company and quite a lot of bands here have picked up British Drum Company drums especially the Regimental Series drums I know there's a lot of bands carrying those now and I know that the Netherton um, have just picked up a, a set of uh, the the regimental series drums as well and i know that they have there's a great there's a great range of drums there and uh, you know one of the things that's been great about this not just about having their sponsorship because you know they, they you know they believed in us but also for a, a long period of time our introduction was actually done by the comedian um al murray you may know him as the the great the the, the british landlord you know the pub landlord and uh, you, you may have seen um al on tv doing his routine as a very smart guy and a really passionate drummer as well and uh, all and whether you're watching this or not I just want to say thank you for you know taking a punt on Made the Parade and uh, spending some of your money in terms of you know sponsoring us and it was a pleasure and a privilege for me to represent your brand for a while as well there and uh, I really appreciate that and thank you to Stu for you know bringing that about as well and as I said before Stevie McPherson for the sponsorship from the Red Hand Comrades Association and Drum Chapel who whenever I was in need jumped in straight away uh, and helped me out and uh, I really appreciate that and it just goes to show you that within the scene there are you know a lot of generous people who are willing to help you out um, for no gain of their own other than seeing people being able to fulfill their own dreams and ambitions and stuff as well so thank you very much for for that there's a few other people that i just like to thank as well i know this seems like a you know it's almost like a like a i don't know what kind of speech this would be but I want to thank Morris Brown as well. Morris, you know, whenever we met up in season one, we had a conversation. And Morris is one of those guys who just has an amazing experience in regards to bonds here, in terms of his army career as a drum major and everything. And um, for a long period of time, you know, uh, Mo was heavily involved with the podcast. And uh, Mo, I just want to say thank you for for your support and for believing uh, in what we, we did here. And I know that, you know, life kind of changes and things you know priorities change and stuff and that kind of you know you know we, we went a, a wee bit of a you know separate direction there in regards to that but i really appreciate your support man i really support your encouragement and uh, you know uh, or, sorry, i really appreciate your encouragement 
support your encouragement of my leg and uh, you know I really want to say thank you for for that mate I really appreciate it the other person I want to thank is um, is Roy Roy McPeak and uh, you know Roy came on board and helped me whenever especially when we moved to the video thing and I really needed that you know whenever I was doing audio only podcast it was okay I could sit down in a room put the microphones out and get things going and then going at it the thing and that was great but whenever we introduced sorry the the the, the videos we just didn't want to just set one video camera up in front of us you know we went for a multiple camera option and Roy was there doing all the switching for me and helping out and everything so Roy thank you um I really appreciate not just your help but your friendship as well man I really you know it's been it's been great to be connecting with you and knowing you know obviously through virtual bomb parade pictures on parade and stuff as well um you know just being able to hang out and uh you know chat about whatever um has been absolutely brilliant i'm looking forward to that, that developing further in the future when we move um to this new format hopefully and um yeah that'll be great stuff so thank you to those people i suppose i should also say thank you um to just family and my kids and everything as well you know for putting up with me spending time away doing all this stuff and uh, you know nights where i'm like tonight where i'm sitting at quarter to 11 10 to 11 at night sitting recording podcasts and uh you know trying to put stuff out there and then being a wee bit proud of what i've done and uh you know that that means a lot to me as well you know the you know hearing you know my daughter telling her friends that her daddy runs a, a famous podcast <laughs> god bless her um but uh you know obviously that meant a lot to her and that meant a lot to me in regards to, to hearing that there so um it's uh it, it's it's great that, that they've had that support and, and encouragement for from them so folks that's us we're gonna we're gonna start wrapping things up here i did say at the start of this that there would be a giveaway so what I'm, i've got two copies of my book to give away made the parade so what i'm going to do is this the first 20 people to email me on made the parade book at gmail.com i'll put your name on a hat and then i'll do a live draw of two names out of the hat and you guys will get a copy of the book the other one that i have is a t-shirt to be given away for um for this it's a red imperial core drums from liverpool t-shirt and uh, what I'd, li I'd like in order to win that you're gonna have to send me an email as well but what i want to do is we're gonna have a wee question with that there what year were the imperial core drums founded all right so what year was the imperial core drums founded email me on made the parade book at gmail.com and put in your subject title or imperial core drums t-shirt and uh, so that I, I differentiate that from the other we give away and the first person to do to do that i will send you the the t-shirt remember the t-shirt is red and it's large so it doesn't fit me <laughs> all right um but if you want that t-shirt then answer the question put the imperial core drums t-shirt in your email to me at madetoparadebook at gmail.com and i will find a way of getting that t-shirt to you all right so we're on the new things in september fingers crossed that we will have developed the 
late night with me the parade show um roy and me are going to be meeting up um very very soon in regards to doing the pre-production set up we already had some ideas around what that's going to look like and how, what we're going to do but we do need some people to help us all right so two people running a chat show is not going to cut it so if there are people out there who are wanting to learn how to use cameras, wanting to learn how to do sound, wanting to learn how to do live stream, multi-camera switching, all that kind of stuff, get in touch with us. If you live in the Belfast area or you can drive into Belfast in order to be part of this, get in touch with me and let me know. So you can either email me on madetheparadebook at gmail.com or you can get me on my personal email address, which is glennmiller at mac.com. And... Um, get in touch with us if you'd like to be involved in that because we really do need a team of people there and logie from Roth cool prod boys if you're watching this i know we had talked a bit about doing some stuff with young people in in the estate if you want these guys to get involved in that there then get in touch with me we'll train some of them up and they can be part of the new production on late night with made to parade all right now just before i sign off for the final time i just want given it the date i just want to wish everybody a safe and enjoyable 11th of july and uh, i know there was some tragedy um yesterday um at the, the one of the bonfires in, in larne and our, our thoughts and condolences go to the family there and uh, um this isn't a time or a place to, to get into some of the the needs that it, that are represented around bonfires and so on um but um thoughts and condolences with the family at, at this at this sad time you know um yeah and uh also then on tuesday it's the 12th and uh for the first time in a long time it's going to be back to well in belfast anyway it's going to be back to the original route my feet are not looking forward to that um neither are my lungs to be honest with you i am probably gonna need a lung transplant or something in order to get through that but nevertheless that's down to me if i hadn't appealed the weight on i wouldn't be freaking out um about it but you know looking forward to the 12 spending the time with the bond and uh you know it's been a while since I did the Belfast 12th, the proper Belfast 12th with the Raven. Um, so it'll be great to get back and uh, do that. And one of the things to look out for as well on the Made to Pray Facebook page, I am going to be giving away a free chapter of the book, you know, a PDF to anybody who wants it on the chapter around the 12th. And I'll make that known on the, the, the Made to Pray page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. Um, whenever that goes available. All right, so just wishing everybody a safe and enjoyable 11th. And I hope everybody makes it through their own 12th parade. I hope you have an absolutely amazing 12th of July. And, you know, for the last time on the podcast, I just want to say thank you very much for everybody who's tuned in and been a part of this journey with me. And, uh, you know, you have made it all worthwhile. But for now, take it easy. Look after yourselves and keep marching on.